0: We've just taking some of the the jargon from the headlines of of just trending media nowadays, and obviously you see on there just kind of a teaser of CNN and fox and somebody (laughs) sent me a message and says what does fox news and cnn news have to do anything with what you're talking about and i'm like nothing it's just a play on what's been going on so anyways it's just to kind of tease you get your attention but obviously we are talking about real news fake news and what it really begins to mean and how it's applicable to our own personal life and so if we can i just want to review for just a minute because every week that we come back Uh, We're going to build upon the week ahead, so I encourage you, don't miss a week because at the end of our series, we're going to purpose to pray for people and just believe God to be God and Him to be exactly who He said He wants to be and desires to be in our life. And so again, if you you missed last week, you can go back and listen to it. We provide that online as well. But again, we're just going to continue to build on one week to the next because upon hearing the Word of God, the Bible says that faith comes. And so that's my heart is that at the end of this series and as we're doing this series, faith is growing on the inside of us. So for just a minute, I want to review just what we talked about last week. And we began, in fact, we'll probably begin with this uh, scriptural reference every Sunday. But in John chapter 8 verse 32, it says this, and you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Now, we won't go through just all the definitions of many of those words that we looked at, but we got uh, definitions from the Greek and looked at some of those words and really brought it down to the most significant uh, articulation of that verse. And so we could say it this way. There is a doctrine or a belief system that you can know and understand to the point of having a resolve that makes you free and exempt from mortal liability. That's really what it defines or what it's defined as saying. If you'll know the truth, the truth will set you free. So truth will cause you to be free in every aspect of your life. That frees you from the liability of mortal failure in your life. And so as we continue to look at that, we said that we see that in that that verbiage in our media. uh, Words such as or or, or jargon such as uh, fake news, real news, or we said alternative facts. And if you remember, our president said this. He said, it is the, the fake news that is the enemy of America. And I said to you last week that fake news has truly been the enemy of humanity since the beginning of creation. And we've been endeavoring to find out the truth because the Bible says that if you'll know the truth, the truth will make you free. And so again, as we look at this, we we continue to see that concerning this mortal liability that we all have uh, walked into as a result of the fall of man. And the Bible tells us that there is the curse of the law and the curse of the fall. The curse of the fall is is that everybody is going to die. But the Bible also tells us this, that concerning the curse of the law... In Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, the Bible says that Jesus came to pay the price and redeemed us from the curse of the law, for cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So the curse of the fall is still operational here on this earth. Again, everybody's going to die unless Jesus comes back before then. But the Bible says that we are redeemed from the curse of the law. And Deuteronomy chapter 28 says that the curse of the law or the mortal liability in part is sickness and disease. And so through that scripture, the Bible says that when Jesus came, he came to pay the price and redeem us from the mortal liability of having to be sick and having to go through disease in our life. Does that mean that it doesn't try to come into our life? No, it does, simply because we're a part of this earth. It's fallen, and therefore we're not exempt from having sickness try to plague our body. We just don't have to stay sick. We don't have to stay this life carrying the, the junk, and that, that everybody else says that, well, that's just a part of life, and you have to carry that. And so once again, the Bible says that we're redeemed from the curse of the law. And so therefore, the purpose of fake news is this. In the reverse of what we said fake news was, or real news was, fake news is this. It is a belief or a truth that takes away our confidence from having a resolve that makes us free or exempt from mortal liability. And so let's get into today stirring our faith, expanding our understanding. And once again, let me just challenge you. Some may find it difficult to hear because of... The news that we have heard and bought into in the past. But we're going to look at real news or the word of God that tells us what is available to us. And based upon God's word, it is going to define how we can live this life. Now here's where we end up many times getting ourselves into trouble. Because many times what we'll do is we'll validate the word of God against our experience. And said, well, this was my experience, so that must be why or because of this or that. And therefore, it must not mean that concerning the word of God. Listen, I realize all of us have had experiences. But we don't base the word of God against our experience. We base our experience against the word of God. Does our experience come contrary to what the word says? And if it does then that means that there's some areas of understanding that I must not have. So let's jump in this today. You ready? All right. So if you've been around, and maybe this doesn't necessarily apply to our generations, but maybe you've watched old movies or things of that nature, but if you recall, there used to be those that would try to sell the news or uh, try to articulate the news, and maybe you've heard it articulated this, this way. Now hear this. Now hear this. You know, whether it be on the radio or whether it be on the news, you know. And so immediately when you heard those words, it meant pay attention. There is some vital information that you need to hear. Now hear this. Anybody know what I'm talking? Does that example bear witness with you or you've heard that type of example before? Or maybe you've heard it this way before. And again, maybe it's watching the old... uh, Uh, little rascal movies or something, but you, you would see the little boy on the corner and he'd be going, extra, extra, read all about it. Right? And the thing about what he was doing was he was trying to sell the news. But you realize right across the street there was another little boy trying to sell the news and so they were competing against one another and so the one that could shout at the loudest got the most sales. Extra, extra, read all about it. And he might even give you a little taste of what was inside germany just invaded and then they come and they start buying your paper they want the news right or maybe you've seen this and again this is more in our modern culture you'll be watching your favorite program your favorite soap opera your favorite sports sports channel and all of a sudden you'll see these words flash across the screen that says special report we interrupt our normal broadcasting. And then after you see those words. You'll see the broadcaster come on. And they will give you. The update. To the news. They interrupt. The normal broadcasting. That you were a part of. And isn't it interesting. That when it comes to sickness and disease. It always interrupts. Our normal life. It never calls you up. And says hey. Is that. Now a good time to deal with this right now? No. <laughs> Do you ever get that letter in the mail saying, "Hey, just by the way, in three weeks you're going to see this starting to come into your house. The flu is going to visit you." No, it never does that. Sickness and disease always interrupts your normal way of life, and so therefore, there's some questions that we've asked throughout the years. And maybe you've asked the question as well. And for the sake of just helping answer some of those questions, we're going to let the word of God tell us or answer these questions. Because maybe some of us have had this question that says, uh, when it comes to sickness, where does it come from? Where does it come from? In fact, some have said, sometimes God uses sickness to teach us things. In fact, sometimes we use the word of God because you'll look over in the the Old Testament and the way the New King James was written, it says that God put on the the Egyptians' sickness and disease. And really the definition or defined in the Hebrew is he has permitted. And so because we're kind of blind to or really ignorant, we think, well, yeah, see, it says right there, God puts it on you. But concerning that, does God Put sickness on us. Does he punish us? Does he do it to teach us a lesson? Where does sickness come from? Well, in the Bible, it says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, this is concerning Jesus. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Who did it say that sickness came from? Come on, help me out now. We're going to make this class participation. It says right there. It says, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by God. By the Holy Spirit. By Jesus himself. No, Jesus came and he started healing. And the thing that he started healing was the sickness and the ailment that came from the devil. So sickness doesn't come from God. God doesn't have any up in heaven. Everybody in heaven is healed. And to say that God puts sickness on his kids is to say that he's partners with the devil. And I don't see God being that kind of a God. The Bible says that he healed all. Everybody say all. All. And once again, we didn't really focus on that the first time around. But did you notice what it said? He healed all all who were oppressed by the devil or those that came to be healed by him. Well, I thought it was just for the frozen chosen. I thought it was just for the select few. No, it says that all that came to Jesus that had sickness and the sickness that came from the enemy, he healed all of them. Can you say amen? amen? Now, the Bible also tells us that God is our heavenly father. And just thinking of it concerning your own personal life, I would never tell my child, and again, you've heard these type of examples before, but it bears reference for the sake of just how insane it is to think that God would do it to teach us a lesson. You know, I've told my children, don't put your hand on the stove because it's hot. I never grab their hand and stick it on there and burn them and say, now, see, that's what will happen if you do that. I mean, it's just insane to think that I would do that as a father. Well, if I won't do that as a dad... Why do we think that our loving, heavenly Father that loved us so much and sent Jesus would put sickness on us to try to teach us something? It's just not in the heart of God to do those type of things. Now, just in the event that that has been maybe some of your thinking in the past, maybe it's been some of the fake news that you've heard and therefore developed a belief system around thinking, well... Sometimes God does those things to to get our attention. I've been running from God, and so therefore he had to do something to get my attention. Well, then I just want to ask you just a question for for a moment concerning those type of things. In in the, the seasons of your life, whenever you were sick, maybe even just this past winter, maybe you started coming down with a cold or the flu. Did you ever take medicine? Did you ever go to the doctor? Well, why did you take medicine or go to the doctor? Because you were trying to escape the mortal liability that you felt within your body. You were trying to find a resolve to feel better. But if that's God's will and God's heart to try to teach you something to make you learn, to make you draw draw closer to him, then for you to go take some medicine or go to the doctor to get a resolve within your body of what you're feeling, then you are directly violating the will of God. And you ought to be slapped upside the head for trying to feel better. See, doesn't that just sound so insane? When you really start to break it down and make it practical to say, does that truly Makes sense. Does it really seem to be the heart of God? And the answer is no. And as we said, we saw in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, that sickness comes from the enemy. But we also see here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Now, notice that word God is little g. G. So little g means not God, Jehovah, not God, Jesus, but the God of this age. Who is it? The God of this age is Satan. Man gave him authority and dominion when he fell, when he sinned. And so it says that the God of this age has blinded the minds of people who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is in the image of God, should shine on them. So in other words, he comes to bring fake news. And upon bringing fake news, he's trying to keep us from the gospel or the word of God that brings about a resolve and brings about the real news of freedom. Are you seeing that today? He blinds the minds so in other words, there is the ticker, there is the news broadcast, there is the now hear this that says you deserve to be sick. You know how you messed up. It, it serves your right to have to go through that. God's just teaching you a lesson. Just like it and lump it. No, that's just buying into the fake news that says the word of God is not true. But there is a truth. There is God's word that says We have been redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease. Now, concerning fake news, many times we have heard this report that says Jesus, or the only reason that Jesus came, was to save us from our sins. Once again, that is not real news, that's half the news. So if it's half the news, it's fake news. Because in John chapter 10, verse 10, and this is one of my most favorite scriptures, but it says, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Who steals, kills, and destroys? Jesus does. God does. No, it says that the thief or the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He says that you would have life and life more abundantly. The actual translation is that you would have life and life more abundantly in quality and quantity. This life. Thank God for eternal life, which we're all going to experience. But he says, I came that you would have life not only then, but right now. The real news is that I didn't just come to save you from your sins. I came to redeem you from the curse that says you should be sick. But I redeemed you, paid the price for it, so you don't have to, that you can be well if you desire. Once again, concerning fake news, we've heard this said before. And maybe, again, you've heard these in, your, in, in just your Bible lessons and teachings and just the church backgrounds that maybe we've been a part of. But fake news says that Jesus healed during his earthly ministry to prove his deity. To say, well, I'm Jesus. I'm the son of God. And in order to prove that to you, I'm going to heal people so that you'll believe on me. Once again, fake news. The real news says this. The real news says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 and 8, it says, but made him speaking of Jesus of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found and fashioned as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross Jesus came and laid down his deity and humbled himself to become mere man in John 638 it says this For I came from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So Jesus didn't come to say, Hello, I'm Jesus. Let me show you. Let me prove it to you. No. He said, The reason that I came was to do the will of my Father. So therefore, when we see Jesus healing the sick. It must be the will of his father who sent him. But now here's another fake news story. That has interrupted our life. That has told us and has taught us. Well, when it comes to praying and believing God. When it comes to sickness in my life. Fake news has said, this is the right way to pray. If it be thy will, God, heal my body. But if you would choose to have me stay sick. Then... Let it be your will. Nowhere in the Bible, from cover to cover, inside and out, top to bottom, nowhere in the word of God does it ever tell us to pray if it be thy will. But yet we've adopted the fake news into our life simply because we don't know. Well, maybe, kind of, sort of, hopefully, well, let's just throw spaghetti to the wall and hopefully it will stick. Right? And that's why we've prayed that way. Now, there's a couple examples that use some verbiage that you might twist into that kind of a setting. One particular would be concerning Jesus. If you remember, Jesus was in the garden. He was praying before he went to the cross. And he says this. He says, Father, I know this cup that is before me. And he says, I would desire that I not have to go through this. He said, but nevertheless, not my will, but yours. He didn't ask whether it was God's will or not. He said, God, my will is not to want to do this. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours. So in the context of Jesus using the words, thy will be done, is a prayer of consecration. God, this is your will, and I will Be obedient to the will that you've set before me. And he knew what that will was. Another scenario we see over here in Mark chapter 1, verses 40 and 41. The Bible tells us that there was a leper that came to him and implored him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said, Good luck, buddy. He stretched out his hand and touched him and said, be warmed and be filled in Jesus name. No, he didn't say, well, he didn't touch him and pat him on the head and say, well, you know, my grace is sufficient for you. Just, you know, know what to do. The man asked him, I know that you can. That's why I'm here. Now, I'm not sure whether or not you will or not. I know you can because I've been hearing and seeing all the miracles. I've been hearing about you healing the sick. And so I'm coming to you because I've got leprosy. Will you? And what was Jesus' response? He says, I am willing to be cleansed. Why was he willing? Because he said, I came to do the will of my Father who sent me. Not mine, but his. So the will of Jesus, the will of the Father, is that we not be sick and diseased. And part of what he came to do was to redeem us from the curse of the law that in part says sickness and disease is a part of everyday life he says i paid the price so that you don't have to be come on are you seeing some real news this morning amen now let's look at some real news now hear this now hear this we interrupt your morning's program so that you can hear the latest update Of the news. Now I'm going to read through. Just several scriptures here. Not in their entirety. But just to the point that I'm trying to make. And you tell me whether or not. You can develop a pattern. That is being established. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 15. And the Lord will take away from you. All sickness. Psalms 103 verses 2 through 3 says. Who heals all your diseases. Proverbs 4:20 20 through 22 says that he heals and health to all or healing and health to all their flesh. Matthew 8:16 and 17 says that he restored health all who were sick. Acts 10:38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the holy spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Uh, uh, chapter, uh, Luke chapter six. Now, when I get to a part, is it up there? Mm-hmm. All right, it's up there. Now, when I get to that part, now I don't know if. you ha- Now we got a qu- pretty quick group here. H- have you seen the pattern developing yet? Mm-hmm. All right. So when I read this next one, if if you're if you're as quick and sharp as I think you are, when we get to that one part, I want you to participate with me. Okay. All right. Here we go. Luke chapter six. It says. And then, or, and the whole multitude sought to touch him, for they were, there went virtue out of him and healed them all. Wow, you guys are quick. All right, let's try it one more time. Maybe that was just, maybe that's a fluke thing. Let's try it again. All right, Mark nine twenty three. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him who believes. It's not up there? Oh, it wasn't up there. The first part. (laughs) I read it too fast, I'm sorry. Let's try it again. Mark nine, twenty three. Read it from a Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. All. He healed all. So, in other words, those that came to Jesus, every single one that came and were believing, received their healing. Why? Because it was the will of the Father who sent him. Well, he was proving his deity. No, he said, I became humbled unto a man, and I came to do the will of him who sent me. In fact, he said, I myself am willing because it's his heart to do so. So, what causes us to be participants? He said this, if you can believe, It's possible. Mark chapter 10, verse 27, it says, And Jesus, looking up to them, saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Real news has told us that God's desire is for us to live a life that is healthy and whole. Now listen to me. It's real easy for us to base our experience on, And try to validate the word of God. Just last week when we began this message. There was a family that was here. That I just did their funeral two days before for their dad. And when I saw their faces I'm thinking oh God. I mean it caused me to have a heavy heart. But nevertheless it doesn't change the word of God. Based upon circumstances and we'll talk more about that next week Jesus interrupted our normal broadcast of life he came in the midst of everybody's everyday life and from that moment on it changed everything in 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 24 it says this who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree That we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. Now, for those that would say, well, that means that God healed us from our sin problem. This scripture is making reference to Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. And it very specifically says... He carried our griefs, our sorrows, our pains, our sickness upon him. And by his stripes, we were healed. So if I was, then that must mean that I am. And here's the real news. Through what Christ came to do, I am healthy and whole. And the enemy is trying to make me sick. But because we've got it backwards, we have been trying to say, I'm sick and I'm trying to get better. By his stripes, you were healed. Do you understand that? See, we're trying to get something that we already got. And again, as we go in the next couple of weeks, this is going to become more clear. So just to end with a natural example, if you was to go up to the drive-thru at McDonald's, You come up to the speaker to make your order. You speak or you confess your order into the broadcaster box there, right? I'll take a number three and a Diet Coke and a strawberry shake and an apple pie. (laughs) Make that a large Diet Coke. (laughs) You place the order. You confess what you want. You drive up to the next window, you pay. You drive up to the next window, you receive that which you ordered. By his stripes, you were healed. Using that example, you drove up to the box and you confessed Jesus as Lord. And he says, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the price that he paid at Calvary made the purchase price. When you got up to the second window, you didn't have to pay for it. He already did. When you confessed at the box, Jesus says, Lord, you received the redemption. Therefore, you bypassed the window. All you got to do is go up to the third window or the next window and say, I'll take what Jesus already bought. And healing is a part of that. Amen? Let's stand. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to pray for you. I realize that oftentimes these kind of messages have a way of messing with us, chewing us, chewing on us just simply because of things that we've heard, things that we've wrestled with, But the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so my prayer is is that every week during this series, our faith expands and our faith grows to know the love of God. And what is the inheritance that belongs to us as children of God? Now, I know that there's many questions that would say, yeah, I've prayed And I didn't see the answer. We were praying for so-and-so, and and they died. We were trusting God, and we were disappointed. I realize that that is a, a scenario for many people. And it's oftentimes an experience that we all face at different times. So next week, we'll look at what can cause hindrances or what we can do to adjust our ability to receive that which Jesus has already provided us for. Father in the name of Jesus, I pray for every individual that's here in this place. And I thank you, Father, that you have desired for your your church to not be broken, struggling, sick, limping along, but you have paid the price for your church, your family, your kids to have life and life more abundantly and so God I thank you that you're just simply preparing our hearts to receive and I believe that at the end of this series we will have testimonies of people that say I finally got it, I received my healing God touch my body, touch my mind Because we serve a God that is real We serve a God that is not a God of hide and seek But a God of show and tell And God we thank you Father That you're faithful And we give you all the praise In Jesus name and everyone said Amen